Hello and welcome back to One for Paul, the show where I, a non-pop culturist, get inducted into the world of pop culture by my friends, comedians, and nemeses. Joining me today is, uh, it's just me again this time, doing my uh, monthly or bi-monthly or whatever it is now solo show where I cover a quick episode of a TV show normally. This time, welcome to Metroidvania, the story of a spacefaring bounty hunter on a mission to save the Earth from Count Dracula and his zombie and his zombie space pirates. It's not actually that. It's uh, it's Castlevania, the 2017 Netflix original series based on the video game of the same name, who which actually also gives its name to that genre of of games, the Metroidvania, where you find items. And those items give you access to new areas, et cetera, et cetera. So going into this, I played a bunch of the original Castlevania on the NES, and I think I rented Symphony of the Night a few times when I was 12. Uh, since that was uh, pretty much just a normal vampire story, from this show, I'd sort of assumed that the TV show is going to be pretty much that too. Just here's some vampires. Let's go fight some vampires. This guy has a whip. I also assumed that being a TV show based on a game, it was going to be of uh, questionable quality. Because uh, you see, another film of the game that I've seen before is Blood Rain, uh, which you can find an episode of in One for Paul. And uh, the reason we chose Blood Rain was because it was rated super, super low on Rotten Tomatoes. And... Uh, to be perfectly honest, I didn't. Uh, there, there were some saving graces to it, but I didn't like it very much. It, it wasn't. I didn't like Blood Rain at all. And uh, you know, video game adaptations into linear media tend not to go very well by reputation. I, I was super hoping that this would be okay. I'd heard it was okay, I guess, but that's what I knew going in. So fade in. To a, uh, to a field of impaled skeletons and the words Wallachia, 1455, which I assume is the name of the death metal album this is a cover for. Then some bats show up. And look, the bats brought friends. Lots of friends. Unfortunately for this bat, uh, a woman stabs it in midair and flings it to the ground. Rude. Seems like uh, she's in front of a giant door to an even more giant castle whose construction seems to de just defy gravity somehow. Inside, some mechanisms and gears are whirring away despite her trepidation. She knocks on the door, which opens, allowing her in. As she walks through the cavernous grand hall, the door closes behind her, and her host appears as if from nowhere at the top of the stairs, and then appears as if from nowhere in a couple of other places. See, this is Lisa. Hi, Lisa. Uh, she's from the village of Lupu, and she wants to be a doctor. Uh, see, she's, uh, she's come to this ancient old vampire man to learn science. Uh, she says that it's... that the, As her host is leaping between the pillars, I guess she must know that this is a vampire man. Uh, he sneaks up behind her and then introduces himself as Vlad Dracula Tepesh. He doesn't get a lot of visitors, which is pretty clear to Lisa because she's she says to him, yeah, well, I've been in your house all of a couple of minutes. Uh, you haven't offered me a drink. You haven't taken my coat. What's up? 
Uh, also, uh, they discuss a bit of travel. She says, well, uh, you know, you don't get out much, do you? Well, yeah, I can travel. I can travel anytime I want to. Yeah, but, but you don't, though. Why don't you travel like people do? Like people? That's ridiculous. Why would I do that? So Vlad shows Lisa to his lab, and I think I've seen the future of the plot here. Dracula and Lisa are the good guys, and they're going to have to fight against the prejudice of the church in order to spread knowledge and health and heal people and teach people, and I really like the subversion. I'm looking forward to this. So the two strike a deal. He'll travel the world as humans do, and she'll study and do science and help make the world a better place. Hooray! Ah, this is a really nice, wholesome start to the story, and I I just can't imagine anything ever going wrong ever again. Cut to the city of Targovista, Wallachia, uh, 20 years later in 1475, and Lisa is being burned at the stake. Well, shit. Uh... (laughs) God damn it. I knew something was up. The, nobody can be happy if a character is introduced as happy in the first couple of scenes. That can't happen. You're not allowed to have that. Here we meet a bishop having a conversation with a shorter bearded man, I think this is the mayor, about the evidence for her being a witch. See, the bishop saw it with his own eyes. She had some some glassware and also an herb garden. I clearly clearly witches things. So now that means she has to die. Uh, she called it science, and she was so far gone that she couldn't see that it was given to her by Satan. Oh boy. Well, with her dying breaths, Lisa yells out with a plea to forgive the people who are burning her, which, if I recall correctly, is sort of the same thing that Jesus did, supposedly did. Is she a Jesus? I think she might be a Jesus. So the bishop believes that she's talking to Satan, though, and not God. Uh, As it turns out, she's probably yelling out to Vlad, begging him not to take bloody revenge on them. Because I think she knows her husband rather well. He's gonna want to take bloody revenge on everybody. So roll opening credits with a black and white and then red and white and black stylized animations in sort of a sketch art style, I, which I guess we're about to see in upcoming, up, uh, upcoming episodes. This is absolutely gorgeous. It really is. Again, every single, every frame of this almost could be a heavy metal album cover. It is amazing. The artists just completely knocked it out of the park here. Cut to a town in the evening where Vlad Dracula Tepes is walking through the town. It's quite peaceful around here. It looks like he's wearing a wedding band on one hand. This is where we learn that they're married. I jumped the gun there a minute ago. As the wind blows ahead of him, he cuts across a field and through some trees to find Lisa's house, which has recently burned down. And here's an old lady who's brought flowers and news that Lisa is being burned at the stake. Vlad, understandably upset by this news, takes it rather well. He warns the old woman to leave Wallachia and never come back, probably saving her from whatever he's planning to do, as he essentially goes Super Saiyan, but with more fire and eye blood. Oh boy. Uh, that bishop done fucked up. 
Cut back to Lisa being burned, and now she's just a, a burnt skeleton which collapses into ashes in the fire to the enthusiastic approval of the assembled crowd. The bishop is of the opinion that he'd rather not die and go to heaven just yet because he'd rather burn out all the evil that hides in Wallachia. He'd rather just burn it all out with fire. That's an interesting choice of words. Because here's Vlad in an explosion of fire from whence uh, Lisa was burned. The bishop doesn't seem capable of believing that, hey, maybe he shouldn't have burned that lady. And he questions whether Vlad is even real. Quite charitably, Vlad gives Wallachia one year before he kills them all and tells them you got one year to make your peace and get out. Because after that, I'm just going to burn the whole place to the ground. This is the giant column of flame and teeth and astonishingly well-groomed mustache. Just yelling in giant... I, I've never heard flames speak. Actually, that's not true. You can sort of do it with a plasma beam and turn that into... Not important. So, <laughs> I don't know if this is particularly the time to say, Aha, but I have God on my side and then start singing Christian rock music, I guess. That's their answer to this. And, uh, you know, after he says, well, you may not even exist, the pillar of flame explodes and smashes all of the windows of the cathedral. And, you know, that's a lot of damage for something that doesn't exist. Also, it's now raining fire. Wow. So... Cut to Vlad in his castle breaking apart a mirror, then destroying a bunch of things. He tears a book apart and smashes a desk. And enraged, he's intending to summon an army from hell itself. And uh, it'll take him a year to do it. Here we meet a guy, I think from the, from, uh, the games, this is Alucard, based on the hair and the sword that we see in a minute. Uh, he implores Dracula to reconsider. Instead, find the men responsible and take revenge on him, not the whole country. If you summon demons, you can't, like, unsummon the demons, I guess. This is the, this is the thing. And as Alucard makes clear, he intends to stop Vlad from, from committing genocide. Because, of course, you, you don't commit genocide, that's one of the rules. You're not, please follow the rules, sir. Sir, no, no, you can't park there, and also no genocide. Thanks. As the two engage in a fight, we see a big blood splatter across the screen, and a cutaway to a choir singing in Targovista. You remember Targovista, the place that had the rain of fire and the pillar of fire that told people to maybe get out because I'm going to burn everything to the ground in a year. And look, it's one year later and they're having a big party. Uh, there's music, there's speeches, there's market stalls. And look, here's the archbishop on his palanquin. Is it a palanquin if it's not covered? If it is, that's what it is. Otherwise, it's the name of something else. It's one of those things what people are carrying the chair on their shoulders. He addresses the assembled crowd, where they celebrate the fact that they're not all dead yet. Hooray! Looks like the devil lied, because that's sort of what the devil does. And, uh, hey, that's a pretty sudden shift in the cloud cover. I can't imagine some sort of rain of blood might come. 
It's not like they're going to get any sort of karmic retribution, is it? Well, as he finishes his speech, it starts raining blood, and demonic creatures start falling from the sky. Great earthquakes shatter the stone stair, and as a shard of glass impales the archbishop from behind and flames engulf the cathedral, Vlad addresses the crowd from atop a flame tornado. Fuck, that's metal! Turns out they maybe shouldn't have been celebrating the day they killed Lisa because a whole bunch of giant bat demons start tearing apart and destroying buildings in explosions and fire, making blood run into the gutters. There's a rather disturbing... Uh, they, they hold on a, a shot of just a half a dead child, the top half. It's very disturbing, and they hold there for maybe five or six seconds, which doesn't sound like very long, but who boy, it's, uh, there's an impact to that shot. Uh, Vlad orders his horde of demons to finish killing everything in Targovista, then spread out across the whole country, killing everything else. The way he puts it, Kill for the endless lifetime of hate before me. Wow, this is pretty fucking metal. Uh, cut to an inn in a town somewhere else. And this man here is explaining why he hit someone in the side of the head with a shovel. And the reason is because the guy he hit was fucking one of his goats, because clearly the goat was in love with him. Okay. Uh, the man he's telling this to is uh, their cousins, or, well, you know, brothers. Uh, you see, they, they had the same father, but one of them came out of the other one's aunt. Charming. This is one of those places. Gotcha. Uh, as the bartender pours some ale, a panicked man runs in and warns them all that the horde is headed in their direction, but, you know, hopefully we'll pass them by. They might hit this place called Grejit. Uh, Shovel Guy feels that this would be perfectly fine, because turns out Grejit is the capital, I think he says, and it's run by the Great Houses, and the worst of the Great Houses. And you know, the thing about the Great Houses is that Dracula was one of the Great Houses, and they're all pretty much bad, especially those Belmonts. Don't you hate those Belmonts? Hey, you anonymous dude in the corner minding his own business, don't you hate the Belmonts? This isn't great news to the man in the large fur coat in the corner who's been minding his own business this whole time. I think this might be Trevor Belmont, who was the guy you play as in the original Castlevania. And cut to black, and that's the episode. Guys. Holy shit, that was awesome. Uh, every single scene, maybe every single frame could reasonably be a heavy metal album cover, and I dig that aesthetic so hard. It feels like a dark and brooding atmosphere without feeling uh, Edgelord, Ravenblack, 420, or whatever. And by the end of the first episode, they've already gotten me feeling sympathy for the villain, but also feeling like fighting against the villain is absolutely the right thing to do. This, uh, this, this is extraordinarily gruesome. I'm thinking specifically of the camera holding far too long on that image of a dead, dismembered child. Uh, it was shocking, and it was sad. It somehow also felt grounded. I, I think I'm so used to seeing sanitized fight scenes that this changed my mind about Vlad from 
he's right to seek revenge, and I'm broadly in favor of him, to, whoa, calm your tits there, buddy. Right? I think uh, Alucard is the one who's in the right in this. Find the people who actually did the thing. And... Uh, and kill them, or take revenge on them, if that's what you want, is revenge. Taking revenge on innocence isn't going to do anything. Of course, Dracula is not really in a position, he's not in the headspace to be, to be told that, and that's why they fight. It's not clear who wins that fight, uh, or whether anyone actually dies. That should be clear, because we, we see Dracula later. It's clear that he's not dead. He might be injured. It's also possible that Alucard is injured, or Alucard is dead. We don't know that yet. I don't know that yet. Back to the the amount of violence, though. It doesn't strike me as gratuitous, because it's there to convey just how unflinchingly brutal Vlad's revenge is going to be. It's it's there to show the stakes. (laughs) The stakes, Christ. All right, yeah, the, the vampire stakes, I get it. Don't at me. Actually, at me, at one for Paul on Twitter. That would be fine. I'm okay with adding me on that one. Uh, it, it It's there to show the stakes, and I'm okay because this has a narrative purpose. It doesn't feel like like the, the creators are, are reveling in this in any way. It feels sad. It feels awful, and it should feel awful. And it makes me think, oh, man, as much as I'm with you, Vlad, fuck, man, don't do this. Don't do this. I was with you right up until you killed all of those children. And, you know, I am absolutely going to watch more of this. Uh, I also kind of want to pick up Symphony of the Night and maybe actually play it all the way through this time. I'm I'm super hyped now. This is this is what we can do with video games in linear media. That's amazing. We Like, it, it took us long enough. Uh, if you've seen the original Mario Brothers movie, the one from the 80s, where Bowser is just like a dude and the the two plumbers are just, they invent a, oh my god, just so bad. It's just, it's worth seeing just to see how bad it is. We we lived through the original Mortal Kombat movie. We lived through Street Fighter the movie and subsequently Street Fighter the movie The Game. Ugh, I... Uh, I guess they've gotten a bit better. I haven't seen it yet, but the World of Warcraft movie was supposed to be pretty good. I I haven't seen it. I'm told it's okay. But if this is what these kinds of stories can produce, then, oh man, am I ever in. I want more of this. I, I want more... I want more developers to to hand their IPs to really talented creators, and, uh... I... God, I'm looking forward to watching the rest of this. I really am. And since we are in that special month that comes but once a year, Paul-tober, it's a good time to be doing that. Thanks again, everybody, for listening. You can find me on Patreon at OneForPaul. Patreon.com slash OneForPaul on Patreon is where you can find me. And it's, uh, throw me a couple of bucks to, to help out the show. Every little bit would help an immense amount at this point. Uh, and if you can't do that, then just tell people about the show. Tell people where to find us. Until next time, bye.
I think she might be a Jesus. Fuck, that's metal.